Chapter 37 The soft glow of lavender candles lit the small cabin. The curtains were closed. Gilly's deep breathing was soft, as she was sleeping comfortably in her bed. Besides the occasional sniffle, she seemed to have calmed down. Giselle reached for her dark wooded walking stick and made her way to her cauldron, her lines of age becoming apparent. Ilse had just finished describing what had happened in the mountains and what the Ilderum were doing. Those ruffians don't know the first thing about finding a runaway, she said. If you ask me, they shouldn't take advice from those hooligans and canes. Canes? Ilse asked. Canes, it's the village just outside this forest. It's really small, but full of dodgy people. If you ever come in contact with them, you would understand why I live out here, Giselle remarked, whisking away a small strand of hair from her face. She began taking all sorts of strange objects from a small satchel and stuffing them in jars or paper-wrapped boxes. I still have the fire seeds, Ilse said, and Gilly gave me the forget-me-nots and four-leaf clovers. Splendid work, my dear. Let's see, then, Giselle said, clasping her hands together with glee. Ilse pulled out the three ingredients, which Gilly had wrapped in thin paper. Giselle got right to work and stashed away their precious findings. It felt pretty good being in the mountains again, Ilse said. I owe it to you and your hospitality. That you do, Giselle chuckled merrily. Yeah, pretty soon I can leave and hopefully find my friends with Ladala or something, Ilse said, brightening just at the thought. Have you considered the offer to come join us? They've been through this a few times already, and Ilse was ready to see this through. Giselle giggled and shook her head. It's funny you're asking an old lady like me to be a soldier. It's not what I'm asking entirely, Ilse said, waving it off. What I'm wondering is if you'll be allies. Ladala sent me all the way out here to find you. We really need your help if we're ever going to win this war. I already know I'm not what you need. Giselle said. Whatever it is you think you need, it won't be enough. But they threatened to find you, Ilse said. You've already said you don't like them, so why not help us put them in their place? Dear child, Giselle sighed, their threats don't bother me at all. The place is pretty hard to find unless you travel by dragon. Well, if you aren't threatened by them, why let them win and terrorize and... Because I'm tired of fighting other people's battles, Giselle roared, spitting harshly every few words. I've been called to arms so many times for wars greedily started and messily ended. Her face quaked a bit from the reaction and coughed miserably for a few seconds. Ilse's eyes bugged out a bit at the sudden rage and she took a step back. After Giselle wiped her lips with her sleeve, she rattled. If you want to fight Ladala's fight, I can't stop you, dear child. But I'm done. I've done enough fighting. But this isn't just Ladala's fight, Ilse said. I want to do whatever I can to give my clan a fighting chance. Does no one out here believe in honor and loyalty? Which ones do you plan to save, hun? The Ice Chanters or the Swift Clan? Giselle returned. Ilse stopped to think, her brows furrowed. What? Or is it the Elven clan, doing this as a favor when they're fully capable of doing things their way? She didn't make me do anything, Ilse countered. I made my own choice. It's always about power, 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 
That's all you people ever fight over. Why not be content with the abilities you already have? I have so much power I don't know what to do with it, and I live out here in a cottage just fine. Giselle rambled, staring at Ilse's torso or something behind her as if she was muttering to herself. Ladala at least wants to use her power to help other people besides her own. I'm sure she can hear both of you with how loud you're arguing. Gilly yelled above the two. She came from her tiny bed and stood in between the old woman and Ilse, a head taller than both of them, and all three were silent. Just please be done with this. I don't like the yelling. After a few minutes, Ilse spoke first. I'm doing this for me, she said through terse lips. What they've done to me is unforgivable. What they've done to my loved ones can never be repaid. The Ildrums must stop, and if you know so much, that much you should understand. She stormed away and into the garden. She felt foolish for doing so. It was already past sunset, so the only local source of light was the lanterns lit inside and the crescent moon overhead. She would have to swallow a lot of pride to ask to come back inside to sleep. She looked up as she hugged herself and sighed. Crescent lurked nearby and settled next to Ilse. She leaned against him since he seemed open to the idea, plus he was considerably warmer than the chilled nighttime air. She was finished with reasoning with Giselle. Getting rejected by the Sea King was stinging enough, but Giselle made it beyond clear that she wouldn't answer the call when needed. So what's keeping me here? Ilse thought. I'm healed up and I can travel. I should just consider this a lost cause and find Ladala again. Ilse's mind was filled with voices, and she blinked a few times. She found herself awake, and it was late morning. She was covered in a thick quilt, and she lay still against Crescent's body. She continued to hear someone muttering under their breath. Ilse wiped her face free from straying drool and got up to her feet. She walked around the corner to see a figure in a familiar cloak standing at the door. Well, look who it is! Ilse grinned, instantly recognizing the figure. The stranger turned and pulled the hood down to reveal herself, Reshma. She held Faithful Dash by his reins as her lips curved into a cocky smile and her eyebrows rose. Reshma laughed and the girls embraced. How did you even manage to find me? Ilse said. It took me a while. I accidentally took a wrong turn and I ended up halfway to yelling. Imagine my surprise, Reshma explained. Tyke took off for his protection, so who knows when we'll see him around. But I decided to look around since turning up at our meeting place seemed like it wouldn't work. I managed to find this place through sheer dumb luck, Ilse said, nodding in the direction of Crescent's sleeping form. Took a tumble in a storm and had to heal a broken ankle. Ilse turned to look over her shoulder to say, Gilly, get out here! Reshma immediately locked eyes with Ilse in shock as Gilly poked her head through the door. Gilly? Reshma exclaimed. Gilly just stood there, appalled. The three couldn't think of anything to say. Everyone stood frozen for what seemed like forever. Before Reshma could utter another word, Gilly instantly wrapped her arms around Reshma's waist and sobbed. Please don't let this be a dream! Please let this not be another dream! Gilly cried out. Reshma folded her arms around Gilly's head and she bit her lip. She suddenly burst into laughter. She crouched down on her knees so she could touch Gilly's cheek. Gilly, it's me! It's really me this time! I'm not going anywhere! She said. What are you even doing out here? With Ilse? I'm safe here! Gilly said. Reshma used a fingertip to brush away a tear. From the path, Giselle was hobbling towards her cottage. Gilly sprang to action and took the basket the woman was carrying and matched her pace. Reshma turned to see the short old lady and Ilse cleared her throat. Giselle, this is Reshma. She's my very good friend, Ilse said, pointing to Reshma. 
Enchanted to meet you, my dear, Giselle said with a toothy grin, shaking Reshma's hand. Reshma looked surprised again and said, You're Giselle! We came all this way to find you! Yes, so I've been told. Giselle smiled as she headed into the cottage. She gingerly took the basket from Gilly and nodded encouragingly before disappearing. Ilse locked eyes with Reshma and shook her head with a frown. Oh, I see, Reshma murmured. We should move on. There's no point in me staying here any longer, Ilse said later that evening. She sidled up to Reshma during a quiet moment. Giselle and Gilly were already asleep and only a candle or two gave the two friends any light. I know you hung up about the Ilderums in the mountains, but I just got here, Reshma said slowly, bringing her mug of cocoa to her lips. Give me a few days rest and I'll give them a good fight if they're truly bent on coming here. We're endangering Giselle and Gilly by staying here, Ilse whispered sharply. They both turned to look at the dimly lit beds. The soft sound of breathing was discernible. I can't believe Gilly is here. Can you imagine that of all places, she's here? Reshma whispered back with a smile. She winked as she said, You're doing a better job of finding my family than I am. That's not the point, Ilse snapped quietly. I know she's family, but I don't want to put your sister and Giselle at risk because of me. Something is keeping Gilly here, and I can't put my finger on it, Reshma said, ignoring the previous statement. But whatever the Ilderims did to her way back then, I think she's too afraid to venture out again against them. I can't imagine she'll be happy to let you leave, Ilse answered. You're the one that's actually related to her. It's a shame Giselle isn't up for coming either. Yeah, it's a pity. Ilse waited for a sarcastic retort, but didn't receive an answer. Reshma was asleep at the dining table, her arm propped up on the table by the elbow and cradling her head in her palm. Ilse sighed and turned to the window. She looked back at her slumbering friend and let out a big sigh. The ice chanter suddenly blew out the small flame of the remaining candle, and darkness flooded the cabin.